WCB Podcast, your source for all things Chicago Blackhawks and everything hockey, with your host, Let's do it. Jerem Tanner and Noli. All right, it's another edition of the WCB Podcast, a part of Hockey Podcast, and presented by DraftKings. It's Jerem, it's Tanner. What's up, bud? Nothing, man. Just a pretty decent week. Have you ever thought you'd say it's a decent week after the Hawks go 0-3? <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I guess. But like, <laughs> it's very, like if you want to add to that, uh, Hawks go 0-3 and have a majority AHL roster. <laughs> 0-3, majority AHL roster, slowly getting pieces back, playing some very good competition. Yeah. And surprisingly... Yes in every single game right which is crazy which is mind-blowing but we'll yeah we'll recap those games real quick we got some big signings out of chicago the the kd plan is full effect um a special somebody's back on the ice oh wonder who that could be yeah, all right um, samuel savoir <laughs> and then of course we got some nhl talk here with some amazing all-star jerseys and uh, other news across the league. But first, let's get in some Hawks talk here. Uh, Edmonton Oilers came into town. Well, it was in Chicago, right? Yeah. Yes, sure. It yeah. yeah, it was. It was supposed to be Connor versus Connor part two. And we were robbed of that thanks to the broken jaw. But this game again, I mean, Edmonton Oilers, Blackhawks, two completely opposite ends of the spectrums. Um, Edmonton Oilers have definitely crawled their way back and are showing why a lot of people picked them to be the Stanley Cup favorite uh, yep. this past offseason. And the Hawks are, like you said before, they're an AHL team. Pretty much. It Pretty might much. As well be. <laughs> yeah. And lo and behold, the Hawks got on the board first in this one. Oh, our, our baby boy, Jason Dickinson. <laughs> JD 16, baby, let's go. Um, yeah, so he continues just to pile onto his career year and goals, his 14th. I mean, this guy's good. And we'll get to something about him down the line. We're not going to play like in the future here, but like this is one of those games again, watching him play. And I'm just like, God damn, where did he come from? And, and why have we not signed him long term yet? Yeah. Yeah. Especially just the way that he's playing night in, night out this whole season. God, sorry, I'm just I was rewatching the goal because that shot is just nasty. Dude, it is. Where he, did that shot he, come from? Like I don't toe, remember. Well, he toe drags around the sliding defense spin, and then he rips it short side top top shelf, and it's just in and out in a second. And it's so funny because like every time I'm watching the Hawks now, if, if Jason Dickinson's coming down the side of the and like bringing it into the zone, I'm like, oh, he's about to take a shot. This is going short side. It's short side every all day. All day, every day, he's going short side, and he's been putting him in. It's just working for him this year. I was going to ask, is that what, a goal 11 of 14 short side? Absolutely. Probably like 13 of 14. Yeah, <laughs> Let's Jesus. not get ourselves. Like, like, honestly, where did that shot come from? Like, I don't remember him having that good of a shot last year. Connor Bedard, baby. It's the Connor Bedard, Bedard effect. effect. <laughs> 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 just like started saying like all the good things that happened to the team is like because Connor Bedard's on the squad. Hey, you know what? Where there's smoke, there's fire. And uh, like you said, the Bedard effect is alive and well. Um, but the Hots only got to enjoy this one for a little bit. 
as yeah. uh, three minutes later, Leon Dreisaitl. I don't know if you ever heard of him, but he's a pretty good player in, in Edmonton. Um, possible future Blackhawk. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> but he goes and he tie, uh, ties it up. 1-1. And then the second period comes around and McJesus does McDavid things and 2-1. Yeah. Shouldn't have left shouldn't have left him open. And it was like it was a I weird see. play. Like I mean it not yeah. a weird play. It just showed how good McDavid is and how you always yeah. have to have somebody on him because Hershev was on him and then decides to go make a change. Yep. And McDavid took that two seconds of, of freedom and just sprung, got the puck, and was able to bury it. Like it's just yeah, his Ekholm, hockey. Ekholm being able to find him. Ekholm yeah. being able to find him there was like a massive like it was a great pass. I just thought it was funny too. The like Edmonton got two goals disallowed this game. And McDavid McDavid had the the quote of like if it takes you like 15 minutes to review a goal, it probably doesn't matter. Like, all right, well, I guess you didn't want the goal, so it sounds good. <laughs> I mean, but he's I mean he's kind of right though. I mean, if yeah. it's there should be like there's gotta be a time limit. If you're gonna like allow reviews like that kind of stuff, it's like if it can't be determined within X amount of time, like call stands how it is. I think it's just they want to just make sure they get it right. So they're looking at all the angles. I honestly thought that it should have counted. Yeah. I was like, I mean, he, he literally plays the puck to that position and it's such a funny thing. Cause it's like, it's, it's like the NFL, like what is possession? Yeah. <laughs> like, what just, is possession? Like, it's like so NHL between offsides, the whole offsides rule and, and all that, and then goaltender interference. It's like they really got to fucking pick up and uh, explain the, the rules a little bit better. I feel like I should just be the video judge and I'll <laughs> nail it every time. I'm, I can be I can be like non-biased towards the Hawks because like I said, I, I said, man, like that looked like it should have been a goal. We all said that. We all thought it was a goal. Yeah, so I was pretty surprised. Even, even though, like, all right, so they still won two to one, but I think the most shocking thing is fucking Edmonton only had 15 shots on goal. And the Hawks had 26. The yeah. Hawks outshot a team. And not only a team, a team with Connor McDavid and Leon Tricycle. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, here's the thing, though. Like, that was kind of the theme this week. Yeah. Other than I guess the Winnipeg Jets game, I thought that they outshot the Jets, but um, in Dallas did they outshoot them? Yeah, thirty-five, thirty. Yeah, they they were getting more shots on net. I think they were still blocking tons of shots too. Connor Murphy yeah. is like top ten in shots blocked this season again for like the I don't know nineteenth time. I mean, Mrazek played fantastic this game, and it made him a lot a lot easier for yeah. him too. Is that his defenseman in front of him? were blocking the shots that they were blocking. Like they, it was like, it was oh, yeah. almost like the, you've bailed us out. We're helping you out here. Kind of thing, you know, like returning the favor a little bit. Absolutely. And he still played fantastic. Cause like, even if it's 15 shots, um, it's still the Edmonton Oilers. Like these are quality fucking chances, right? Like McDavid has plenty of chances. Dry silo has plenty of chances. Dreisaitl only had one registered shot on goal. 
Yeah, I'm sure he had more chances though. Right. Yeah. I'm just that's another thing about NHL.com. I wish they had more expanded stats too, you know. Um yeah, yeah David had three shots. I'm sure like he, shots, shot attempts. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. But but yeah, I mean, this is an offensive team. And I mean for the Hawks as an AHL team, essentially. And it's like and I feel yeah, bad saying that. Much. Like like I just if it sucks discrediting them a little bit because you know they are playing the NHL, but let's be honest, if there wasn't a million injuries and the Hawks were in a different situation where they were, you know, trying, a lot of these guys wouldn't even be seeing time. Um well I think but, even even during this game, the Hawks still had more money on injured reserve than they had on the ice. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So like there's no way you can sit you can you can't just I mean it's a, a fair comparison to say that like it's a no it is like, yeah yeah AHL team <laughs> it's one of those like you don't want to say yeah. it but you gotta say it yeah I think and this game just goes in to show like I think we really do have like the right coach yes because a lot of what goes into like being close in games like this with the type of team that we have like is all coaching hundred percent. Um, the systems are in place. I know it's it like last year we saw it where you knew the kind of style of, of play uh, Coach Richardson wanted, and you know the the players bought in. And then this year it's taken a little bit longer, and it doesn't help with the the turnover and roster of injuries and all that. But this is the first game I feel like in a long time. This maybe one of the first games of the season where I was like, this might be the best this team has played systemly and defensively. Yeah. And it all look, is coming together. It looks good. And it just makes you get excited for when all the, the pieces are there. Yeah. Like you're missing a big piece right now. And you add him into this. Who knows? Maybe it's a 3-2 game. Maybe it's, you know, or something, you know, like it's a whole different experience when you got Bedard out there. You got anything else for Edmonton? No, just again, like pretty surprised with how the Hawks have handled the way that they've been playing without Bedard and Polino on the lineup. All right. Um, moving on uh, to the Winnipeg game back in Winnipeg. Um, I thought Winnipeg was going to come out a little bit harder, hotter, a little bit harder in this one after getting embarrassed in overtime um, a few weeks ago to the Hawks. But again, I think the Hawks just build off of what they what they did last the last game, and it was a, kind of the same same story almost almost yeah. for the minute kind of thing. It, yeah, they, I mean the Hawks end up scoring first. They play tough and they have a good game, and just this one they lose it late. The other one they lost in the second. But that that was this was so disappointing because Morazic was also playing fantastic this game. And it just came down to what last like five minutes or so, yeah, yeah, uh, like two or no one one oh five was the the go ahead goal, yeah, and you can and see was, how pissed he was too. He's so mad. Uh, it, was those, it was one of those things that they kind of kind of if I remember correctly, they just like watched Ehlers go in. It really wasn't like a true. Yeah. Well, like, it was a two on. It was a two on one. And I think Vlasic Vlasic was taking the open guy, and then Elias just shot it like far side low, like right over the pad, just under the glove, just like pretty great placement. 
And like the Velarde goal was just like passing all around. Um, and then just like a tip in in front from the corner. It's like, fuck man. Um, yeah. And I mean, even Murphy's goal though was kind of like, Oh, Hey, we scored. <laughs> yeah. He really, he just threw that on net from the point and just, I mean, miraculously missed a bunch of people and just went like top shelf. And I was like, all right. <laughs> that, that's one of those where he's like, yeah, no, I totally saw all those guys in front. And I was going to use them as a shirt, a screen. Totally was going to do that. That was, yeah. Eyes closed, take a shot type of uh type of goal there. Oh, what's that movie where they bend the bullet? <laughs> oh. Wanted? Is that what it is? Was it wanted? Or... Is that what I don't know. I only it's know what you're talking about. I don't think I've ever seen this movie. It's, I know what you're talking about with Angelina Jolie. It's, yeah, it's just that's, yeah. that's all I think about right that. It's just yeah, that's the movie. <laughs> <laughs> It's just Murphy just like and just like bends it around everybody and just like goes top shelf. <laughs> but hey, Reichel got an assist on that. A very yeah, rare point for Reichel this year. I mean, I think points are rare for everyone this year besides yeah. Bedard, So Gottman got an assist on that one too. And I think he's been playing very well uh, since coming yeah. back to lineup. He brings a lot of energy to those lines. I, it's so funny watching these games. And then I was just remember like watching this one and thinking like, Who's the first line? <laughs> and then I was like, who's the fourth line? Like, I don't know what any <laughs> of these lines are. <laughs> it's just, I've, they just roll them. And I'm like, all right, well, I know who's on the power play. I know who's on the yeah, power right. play. <laughs> I mean, even sometimes on the power play, I'm like, oh, they're out there. Okay. <laughs> I don't think that the Hawks are going to have a true first line until Bedard's back. Yeah. And it gets back. And even then, guys. even then, I don't even think it's a first line. I think it's, the Bedard line. Yeah. Like you don't refer it to as the first line. Oh yeah. I guess their first line right now is Kershev, Pitlick, and Radish. I just think it's so funny that they traded a seventh rounder for Pitlick and they're like, first line. First line, PP1, <laughs> let's go. Honestly, though, he has been very noticeable. And man, I I wonder if it's because like of that team like not being so good, but he like does try to do some creative things in order to like move the puck up or pass the puck off or get the puck to the net. And I'm like, okay, I kind of like it. Like he's, he's pretty small it seems, but yeah, he, um, he's like going hard all the time. I mean, obviously he's spent the whole season up until being traded to the Hawks in the AHL. And I think he's like trying like his goddamn hardest to like earn a, a solid roster spot. And I think he's doing pretty well. Yeah, and that's what I kind of like. I was thinking about with him in that situation. It's like people are talking about, oh, who's going to want to go to Chicago? I think a lot of these borderline yeah. guys who might not get minutes anywhere else would love yeah. to come in this situation because they know they're going to get the opportunity to play. And yeah. like Pitlick right now, taking like advantage of minutes. it. Big yeah. Minutes too, like playing power play. I think he's on power play one. Yeah. At least like he wasn't the first practice. I, I don't time. know. But it's like getting that, getting that ice time, it's like huge. Chicago right now is the land of opportunity for, yep. for these players. Like you are you a borderline player, borderline AHL, NHLer? You go to Chicago, you're gonna get your minutes. And if you can prove what you think you are, it's gonna show and you're gonna probably get yourself a nice little payday. Yeah, I mean, I, do you think Jason Dickinson has a year that he has if he's on another team? No. 
I don't think so either. He does not get the minutes he gets. What's he averaging right now? Um, he had well this game he had eighteen fifty nine. Uh, let's see if I can find time on ice average for Dickinson. Is there like six, a little over sixteen minutes? Yes, sixteen oh nine. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't. Think he, I yeah, don't think he gets that any other team. Because let's see, average time on ice throughout his career, the most was in twenty twenty one with Dallas. Dallas, okay. What, like twelve minutes? Sixteen twelve. Sixteen twelve. Oh, okay. For the full season. Uh, or is that the, that's the shortened season. Yeah. Got it. I mean. He's, yeah, I think he's looked really good. He's like he's one of those guys that has taken that opportunity that's been that's presented itself. God damn, actually, he's been playing a lot of minutes since since Bedard went down in that New Jersey game. He played twenty one over twenty one minutes. Calgary twenty one minutes. Edmonton eighteen. Winnipeg just a second under nineteen, and then Dallas five seconds under nineteen. So he's getting a lot more ice time too. He had a vote for Lady Bing last year. Did really? Yeah, that's awesome. I, 48. I I really I think he's been a very enjoyable player to watch, especially that that line that he's on with Blackwell and Joey Anderson. Oh God, I love that line. It's like, that line stirs the shit up, man. Like they dump the puck in and then just hound the defenseman down low. Dude, it's the cocaine. They, they end up they end up with the puck. Yeah, <laughs> they end up with the puck like half the time. It's crazy. I love it. Hanson brothers, man. You get out there, and then they're just like fucking. Let's go. Get the park. Yeah, right. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, so no, I fucking love that line. I think they all uh, play with like that's the thing. They all play with a chip on their shoulder. Like Joey Anderson's taking the opportunity to like cement himself on an NHL lineup. Blackwell's talked about it too. Like he's been what like overlooked for yeah. he's 30 years old. He's been overlooked for so long and now he's playing like a like a hard ass. And Dickinson's just like he's grabbed an opportunity by the reins, man. Pretty great. I love it. That's all you can ask for. Um, moving on to Dallas. Uh, stars back. Stars in town this time after the two games in Dallas. Uh, we were just praying it was going to be better than the 8-1 to one ass-kicking that we got on New Year's Eve. And it was. Yeah. The Hawks continue their play of scoring the first goal of the game. And then they... Yeah, and then they continue their play of giving it up late. <laughs> Boris Kachuk from Zach Sanford. Things that I never thought I would say would be a goal combination it, for the Chicago was it, Blackhawks. Was it a shorty? No. Oh, I thought it was. If it was, they, they didn't update it on NHL, which no. It was I'm, even. I'm going to watch the video and yeah, see. I'm watching it right now. It was even. I swear, it was even strength? Okay. Yeah. I just like It was kind of funny because it wasn't it right after Wedgwood left the game. Like he left the game due to injury, and I think Ottinger I th- was in that. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Zach Sanford had the breakaway. Yep, and it literally just and, popped right back to Boris, and Boris just popped it in. Uh, yeah, Ottinger was in that for that, so it's kind of funny. Um, yeah, I, dude, Sanford's kind of it's funny because I, I didn't think that he was. I thought he was more of like a grinder. I don't know why. I think he is. He's shown like a little bit of like he wants to co- like contribute offensively. He's on power play too. That's why I'm just like so confused. Yeah. But like, 
like we said, like who else would be on yeah, right? Like, <laughs> so funny. I don't know. Uh, did you see his skates? By the way, yes, yes, he had the <laughs> he had the um, the, the Bauer Coyote and Coyotes matchup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like, hey. If you got him, why not? It's just a yeah, cactus. Gear Geek, like, yeah, Gear Geek fine. pointed that out, and then they were like, um, "They he finally covered him up after like last game or something like what, that." What do you put on? Put tape over it? Why? Who yeah, cares? something like that. It's but, not like it's their actual logo. It was just a cactus. I thought that was funny. It's just like, yeah, yeah. cool. I got these awesome new skates, and hey, you got you got picked up by Chicago. Yeah, right. Um, he's got f- two points in four games. <laughs> Come to Chicago, man. Become an offensive player. Let's go. Yeah, right. Get that ice time. Plus two as well. That's funny. Hawks outshot them 35 to 30. But I mean, I feel the like Hawks? the thing with the with Dallas. Right. Yes. I was gonna say the Hawks put in like 19 shots on goal in the second period. Something like that. I gotta find it. Yeah, 19. 19. That's, Six, the, that's 19, the biggest. 10. That's the biggest shooting period they've had this season by far. Compared to eight, nine, and 13. They got outshot in the third and it showed on the scoreboard when uh, Dallas scored three unanswered. They get outshot in the that. third every game. <laughs> yeah. Every single one of the legs. They don't have the legs to finish. At least they got more than like five shots, though, because it's typically like four or five shots they get in the third period while getting pelted. Yeah. This was also Seth Jones's first game back from injury. Was it this one or was it? It was this one. Oh, yeah, because this was Saturday. I don't know why I thought this was Sunday. Nope, it was this one. Yeah, Seth Jones came back, and how does he start his game? He gets a penalty four minutes into it. Hey, welcome back. But, hey, it's it's. I'm glad he's back. I mean, you need yeah. that that guy in the lineup. I mean, he eats minutes. He plays in all situations. Um, plays Vlasic plays well with him. Vlasic brings his game up to another level, like brings up Seth Jones' game to another level. I feel like him playing with Vlasic, he's like, I gotta, I gotta, you know, keep up with this kid. Yeah. And I think, like, honestly, like that's to me is becoming a solid one-two like pair for from that's a little bit. Like, yeah, I I like that pair matchup together. I do too. It's nice. It's good stuff. Um. Yeah. Anything else for this game? Uh, no. Just again, pretty surprised. You know, the Hawks play continue to play really well, play hard. Um, the result. I mean, it's they're just not scoring goals. The results are not there, which is fine. Like, obviously, they're not looking to beat everyone. They're staying in these games. It's it's a little disappointing that they're losing late in these last two. Yeah. Um, but like they played really well as a team. And that's what you really want, because like a, a few games, like towards the beginning of the season, kind of looked like they were falling apart, especially like that last Dallas game, that eight to one. Oh yeah, because I mean, really, this game was two to one with an empty netter, right? Oh yeah. fuck, I completely forgot. What was it? Was it the Winnipeg game? Kershaw made like two saves on the empty net, <laughs> or was that Edmonton? I don't remember that. Oh my god, Kurdishev like going all out and making saves. I forgot. I I completely forgot about that until just now. He's he's crazy. I love it. 
but he made like another like uh like he blocked a shot or something this game too where i was just <laughs> they made a comment they're like he's just becoming like a goalie another goalie <laughs> like, all right Razik is just rubbing off on everybody Razik had such a solid week too yeah no wins um, but solid week I'm pulling up stats right now so we can do three stars of the week for the Hawks. Um, let's see. Third star, who are you giving it to? Oh, man. Um, ooh. Let's see. Third star. Any, who, I don't know. Who deserves it? Well, you got... Lucas Reichel? <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six players with points that's yeah, it <laughs> one one point because there's only three goals scored uh um, third star let's give it to connor murphy for his what fourth goal of the season sure second star let's give it to jason dickinson for his 14th and an absolute fucking rip yeah bud and then first star gotta be morazic huh peter morazic over three but that's the thing what oh yeah yeah, yeah. Go. 917 save percentage 2.06 goals against average. That's typically winning you games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just get some offense in there. He gave up two goals every game, and usually, like those are one at least one or two of those are going to be a dub, right? That's the Bedard That's, effect, though. Like you have Bedard in the lineup, you win at least one of those games. Yeah. You at yeah. least get a uh, point. You, yeah, I out mean, of two of those. Seriously, <laughs> you have you get. Any more guys in the lineup, and you have a better chance. You just yeah. get offense. Yeah. God Jesus. damn it, Phil Kessel is still available. Maybe uh, the fucking lineup that's sitting in injury reserve right now is all forwards. Jeez. Yeah, I mean our defensive is taken care of right now, which is thank God. Yeah, it's fine. It's all right. That's so funny. Anyway, speaking of Bedard, hopefully they can keep it up. What do they got coming up? Oh, coming up, they got San Jose tonight. So, yesterday, as this is posted, the toilet bowl, baby. Let's go. (laughs) The losing team Um, is going to celebrate for celebrating. (laughs) Uh, If the Hawks play the way that they played the last three, this should be a fucking blowout. But. When was the last time San Jose won a game? Two days ago, or two oh, games? Did ago. they really? Yeah, they're on mm-hmm. a two-game losing streak right now. They're one nine and one. Um, they beat okay. Montreal, I believe, last week. Oh, okay. Uh, but the other if thing any, too, if anybody needs to write the ship, you end up playing the Hawks, and you typically yeah. get it. San Jose is going to go on a twenty-game heater after this game. That's um, fine. They had they are going with uh, Mackenzie Blackwood. Yeah. And he plays very well against the Hawks. He's 3-0-1 with, I think, like a 9-3-7 save percentage or something around oh. there. Oh. But he also did that on better teams with the Devils. Also, this isn't really the Blackhawks. So yes. can you really compare those stats? <laughs> How is he against the Rockford Icehawks? <laughs> First game. <laughs> that's what we should be looking at. Now I want to double check that stat. I, I know it's like a nine. It's in the nines. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense.
We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet five bucks and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now with code THPN. New customers bet just five bucks on the NHL and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambler call problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www. 1-800-GAMBLER.NET. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus backs expire 168 hours after issuance. Uh, cdkng.com slash hockey for eligible eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gambling resources nhl and the nhl shield are registered trademarks of the nhl hockey league national hockey league and copyright nhl 2024 all rights reserved oh, nine ten save percentage sorry I give okay, so much credit little league average yeah but still plays them well um then tomorrow or tonight, they have the Buffalo Sabres in Buffalo. Back end on the back to back. On TNT. And I was asking Tanner before this started, like how pissed off is TNT right now that they probably signed this up thinking Buffalo is going to be a wagon this year. We're going to have Bedard on the, in the lineup. And Buffalo sucks and there's no Bedard. Yeah, right. It's going to be one to watch. <laughs> And I'm then, just thinking, like, is this is this the game that Buffalo turns it around and they start their Edmonton like comeback? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I mean, they're currently seventh place in the in the Atlantic. Yeah, that's it's. I Buffalo Sabers have to be like the biggest disappointment this season. Hundred percent. I was hoping so much for them. I, I think I had them going to the playoffs. Yeah, I was pulling for him, man. Should have made that trade for a goalie. Yeah, could still do it. You know, it's not too late. Yeah. Anaheim is starting to, you know, show signs of, uh, you know, cleaning house. Yeah. Moving and on. The, and then on Friday, the last game of the week is the New York Islanders, who we're we're heating up a little bit now they're they're cooling off they're three six and one in their last 10 including their two game losing streak at the moment um, Yikes. They're still they're still kind of flirting with that wild card spot so um that's a big game for them and I, it's always boring games with the yeah Islanders. it's gonna be a one nothing game probably Bovillier, Bovillier, like return he would be oh it would still it would be like the Bovillier revenge weekend because Islanders Friday and then it's Vancouver Monday. Yeah. But I don't think he's going to be in the lineup. But nope, he's on the IR. <laughs> yeah. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. So that's the look forward to. Um, what else to look forward to here? Betsy, baby, back on the ice. Yeah. Seven days after having surgery for his broken jaw, he was on the ice, full equipment, bubble and all. And no contact. Uh, it wasn't with the team. It was pre pre morning skate or like on his own. Yeah, not not contact jersey. But goddamn, does this kid love hockey? Yeah, 
What was it like? Uh, Felino was like being quoted saying that like the was it the trainers yeah. were like re- getting him to like come in and like get him to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> the kids are going like, out there. Trying, he's trying to push to get out there and like like saying he's good to go, and they're like, no, like can you somebody get Nick? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, take it easy, bud. The okay. team dad. Um, it's so funny. But yeah, so he's out there skating, and uh, Coach Richardson was saying that. They were literally keeping an eye on him, getting yeah. ready to pull the trigger on him because he was not allowed to take slap shots and he was not allowed to do anything that would cause his his jaw to like clench. So the yeah. second they saw anything, they were gonna pull him off um, <laughs> instantly. But it's so funny. Like this is literally like it's. I don't know. I love it. I love the fact that he's such a kid and just loves this yeah. game so much that it takes a lot to keep him off the ice. Yeah, it's so funny. I just, oh God, why do I, why do I read comments on online about stuff like this? Cause then there's people who are just like, Oh, Chara came back in the playoffs. Like after three days, it's like, yeah. Cause he's in the fucking playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Playoff hockey versus rebuilding Blackhawk hockey. Yeah. You're not going to see anybody like breaking their leg, blocking a shot and then, and then finishing a put like a, a weekend, like in the regular season. Like it's going to yeah. happen in the playoffs. What are you like, are so stupid? I just every time now I'm like, why do I even click on the comments? Why do I even look? Why do I, I even honestly, look? if anything, I see his six to eight weeks, I could see be more four to six. If anything, I don't see that at all. Like, I would assume they'd be like, Yeah, we're gonna give it an extra two. <laughs> it's like it's because they're gonna be like, Do you feel any pain? He's gonna say no, <laughs> and he'll probably feel a ton of pain because he wants to play hockey so bad. Be like, what's so your you pain index? Come back sooner, or are you saying that he's gonna I'm, be the? I'm saying for this, the sake of like making sure that that he's okay is like they should take the full time or like. Oh yeah. If as soon as he's like, I'm good to go. Just be like, okay, you'll you can hit the ice again in two weeks. Just give it like an extra couple of weeks. It's fine. He's probably. Well, I mean, him. He's probably already saying, "I'm good to go." Oh yeah, yeah. He definitely but, is. Yeah, but I think realistically, if if they wanted to. He could probably play in four weeks. Yeah, probably. But, um, so yeah, there's that. Um, Hawks made a couple signings. Hey, last recorded extensions. Uh, extensions. Kind of wondering how this team is going to be built next year, and we're kind of starting to see the picture here. Uh, Nick Foligno signed a two-year extension worth four point five million dollar per, so nine million dollar contract. He's he's jazz. He's pumped. He yeah. he's happy to be here. We're I don't know if I've ever been so happy for like an aging player to sign a, a four and a half million dollar deal yeah. to stay in Chicago. But after everything we've seen so far this season, and we've talked about this numerous times on the show, he's just he's everything you want out of a player and, and a leader. Yeah. He he's like the perfect the perfect player for the situation that this team is in. And I mean, come the off season, right? Like, does he get the C? I think, I think he should. A, I think, I, I think, think he, he should. Yeah. But and is then, it how and fast, then, it's just how fast you want to rush it to Bedard. I think that's the, that's the main question. See, it's the, the thing about it too, is that that's, if you're giving it to Bedard, it's because you're purely doing it out of the fact that like Taves got it at a young age, Crosby got it at a young age. McDavid got it at a young age, but those teams 
could they didn't have a Felino type guy. Right. Is what I'm saying. Like this is he would be the perfect in between the generational type players captains that we have where he's I don't know, he's I, he's just such perfect captain material. 100%. It's crazy. Yeah. And I think the thing too with it with like Taves for example, him being named captain, that team was set for how it was going to be when he was named captain like yeah they brought they brought a couple other pieces down like you know as you know the early couple of years of his contract you know developed but he pretty much was leading the players that he was going to lead for the next few years yeah. Dar doesn't have that yet so yeah. now's the opportunity to give it to Feligno let him show him and you know mentor him about being a captain and then at the end of year maybe and even maybe end of year one who knows but like by the time probably once his contract's up realistically yes but you know so when it is time to have him you know take it over the team is in is is in place these is bedard's warriors like let's go and it's your team take it yeah but no yeah i 100 agree with what you're saying bedard's dad gets it first then once his contract's <laughs> up <laughs> Then and then Bedard's dad resigns for another year to go for that cup and takes yeah, the they, they swap contracts. Yeah. <laughs> Not even, I'm sure Bedard's going to be making way more than 4.5. Oh, but yeah, Bedard's going to be 10 plus. Yeah, at that point, the cap should be up higher too. Yeah. That's the that's what's the funniest thing. I was like, I wonder what his extension is going to look like. Because to me, like you're probably looking at like 12.5, eight years, 12.5. If you're lucky, I don't know. NHL, the video game, I got him for 9.5 for eight years. <laughs> and I just, yeah, I got I, it. like, I signed, I, like, that wasn't even me putting that in. That was what he requested. And I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to hurry like, up. And I, he asked for like 9.3 for six years. I gave him nine. Six for eight years just for being a good sport, and he took should, it. So, should it just it's got to be nine eight, right? 98. Yeah. That's true. Um, I'm what was, I'm, God, a 12.5. David's first contract. Uh, no, this is his first contract. Yeah, Big David's. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, he's in what, 12.5. Yeah, 12.5. Yeah, well, I would assume. I, <laughs> You like it's so funny because I just picture Connor Bedard being like super humble and being like, "Well, McDavid's probably the best player in the league. He makes twelve point five, so I probably can't make more than that." So, (laughs) 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 like negotiates himself down. It's like, all right. Well, McDavid's going into his contract year was coming off a hundred points, and then his contract year one hundred eight points, and then he followed it up with one hundred sixteen points. So if Bedard hits. 120 points, he can have his 12 and a half. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, that's <laughs> when Bedard gets his contract. That's when the that's when the long term deals are start popping out. That's um, once yeah, yeah, once he signs that long term, it's it's go time. It's that's it's that's dynasty the era. That's the brick. That's the brick you build around. <clears throat> but this contract signing, I think, is fantastic. And anybody that's saying what's a, well, like wholly overpaid, it's obviously you don't watch the Hawks. You're not paying attention to like what's going on in the locker room with the team because fully, you know, you're not just getting, he's playing fantastically on the ice, which is, yeah. which makes it really easy to see this contract work. 
but it's the fact that like what he brings to the locker room, what he brings every game, just showing like how they like how to play like the game well and what they need to do consistency wise is just so invaluable. Here and then here's the thing, like I always like I don't understand the people that say the holy overpay. You realize the Hawks have to pay people yeah. to get to the cap floor. So why not give it to somebody who is proven already proven and a proven asset to the team? It's the same people that are gonna be like, why don't the Hawks go after Elias Patterson this offseason? It's like, well, because that wouldn't make any sense. And like if you there try and sign you try and sign an RFA, that's gonna be making the amount of money he's making. It's gonna be four first round picks you have to give up. Yeah, and then they're gonna be like, why don't they go after like like these huge name players and spend all their money. Like that's the stupidest shit I've ever heard. Like this is not no. what they're going to do it. Do you know why? Because we don't know what Oliver Moore is yet. We don't know what Frank Nazar is yet. We, I mean, we have an idea. We know what Bedard's going to be, but we don't know to what level it's like, we have all these pieces that are going to be about yeah. our future core that we need to see develop. So yeah. we know how plus, to build around them. Plus whatever we're getting this draft it's like Celebrini. right now we can be, yeah. I mean, we're obviously going to get Celebrini, but like it could be as low as fourth, which is fine because that's still a very good player that you're adding to the lineup. Like, <laughs> It's like, yeah, I, I love the Katie's approach to it. I mean, we'll talk about that in a second here, but yeah, yeah. he's doing it correctly. Um, the other signing that was just announced today, Jason Dickinson, two years, uh, 4.25 per uh, let's fucking go. What, we, what we've been talking about the last like two weeks, we've just been saying like, man, Dickinson's playing himself off his team. We hope that he would stay. We hope he would stay. Hey, and he wanted longer term. He does. He wants to continue <laughs> to play here. He likes what he likes what he sees building. He wants to be a part of it. That's what Charlie Romeliotis was uh, like had tweeted out about it, and I was like, and yes, that's yes. a common theme too between Feligno. Like Feligno's like, I like being here, setting down my roots. And, and helping build uh, up and showing these people what it means to be a Chicago Blackhawk and play Blackhawk hockey. Yeah. I'm and sure it Jason, also means a lot to Felino too, to like not be moving around like team to team. Yeah. Cause he just, he came from Boston, but he came from Toronto and came from Columbus before that. And it's just like, yeah. I think he just wants to settle in, build this team and see what, where it goes from there. And like his family is like, his kids are young enough that like I'm sure they don't want to also be moving all over the place though, too. Right. Um, and then Jason Dickinson was saying the same thing, but he was all, more along the lines of, I know what the future is going to hold. I want a longer term because I want to yeah. see this through. Yeah. Ligno wants to get us to that point where we can take the next level. Dickinson wants to be here to, to, oh, to yeah. it. I, and he absolutely can be because what is it? He's 28 now. And then if he is here for the next eight years, until he's like 36 because that's what that's how old Felino is right now. Yeah. Like in the next 8 years, yeah, we'll probably be competing in the playoffs. And if and I hope. Jason Dickinson is going to be a part of that team, I think that'd be fantastic because he I, he's a fantastic player to watch. This and I love the I love the contract too. It you know, you're giving him some a nice payday and mm -hmm. it's like the the Blackhawk prove it deal. Yeah. Like hey, we need to get to the salary cap floor. You had a great year this year. Here's two years we where we can play with this a little bit. See see what you can do. It's the same thing that we were kind of mentioning earlier, where like guys will want to come here to get the ice time. It's like the guys that also want to get the ice time, but maybe are a little bit older now too. 
and maybe have a little bit something to prove can come here, get a little bit more money than what where they would get from like maybe a playoff contender and like know that they'll want to get moved at the deadline and that's fine. But like with Jason Dickinson, it's kind of like you you're having a fantastic season. Here's a little bit of a reward, but we're not going to handcuff ourselves with this right. contract because we got we got things that we need to maneuver in a couple of seasons just to see where we're at. But I'm sure the Hawks would still want to have him back if he continues what he's doing. And it's just, it's up now it's up to him. It's like, Hey, you want this type of money again or more? Prove it. Here you go. Here's your time. Got a taste of it. Who's next on the extension plan? (laughs) So the only other player that is Peter Morazic, um, let me pull up. I have these comments that Kyle Davidson was talking, like he was doing his like midseason, like, you know, re- yeah. conference, press conference, whatever. They were asking um, about the trade deadline. Yeah. So Kyle, and- uh, Kyle Davidson, uh, Jason Dickinson, and Peter Morazic trade market. He goes, on one side, yes, they're playing very well and potentially could be valuable. And on the other side, you're trying to balance a little continuity. If we were to move them, uh, those are probably the players we're going to be looking at in the summer. So why don't you just cut out the middle term and have them back? That's what we're going through right now. Oh, okay. So there, there is a plan in, in place to probably re-sign Mrazic. If he wants to be here. And it <clears> sounds, <throat> I mean, he enjoys Chicago. He talked about it, saving his career coming here. Well, I don't know if that means he enjoys Chicago as much as, like, he has had a resurgence because of it. Yeah. And, like, maybe he does want to go and compete for a cup, which is completely fine. He's playing so well. You can... He's got every right to like want to do that. Obviously, like the Hawks would probably love to have him stay there just because, like, what he said, like having continuity in the locker room, like, you don't want to keep having this massive turnover every trade deadline and just to get more assets. Cause, like, when you look at it now with the way that the draft is looking, the Hawks have what is it, seven picks in the first three rounds this year. They have five picks in the first three rounds next year and then five picks in the first three rounds of the year after that. Like, I don't really know if we really need to be stockpiling even more picks. <laughs> no, you can't. You keep unless there's somebody like there at where you're picking yeah. that it's like okay, we need to grab this like Oliver Moore last year. Yeah, I think you even potentially start looking at using those assets as you know trade bait a little bit. Yeah, maybe not this upcoming draft, but I think next year and the following year for sure you're going to just probably start seeing some of those pits get moved um, to help bring some, some pieces in. Yeah. Some better pieces. Yeah. Um, speaking good. about the trade deadline too. Um, he also said, uh, Kyle Davidson said we were fairly active last year. I don't know. Don't necessarily know if it'll be as active and as busy as this year, but given where we're at, we have to listen to everything and we have to consider everything. Yeah. So and that was, I mean, that was in, in, in kind of like, in connection to like Jason Dickinson and, and Peter Morazic is like, right. As much as like he would like to keep them to keep that continuity when like with the team, if you get a, a Tampa Bay type offer for like for Hagel, like what are you going to do? Right. You kind of, if somebody 100%. comes up and they're like, Hey, we'll give you a prospect and like a first or second rounder for Peter Morazic. And like, it's a good prospect too. And you just kind of, oh. Yeah, hey, Peter. It's, yeah, you gotta you gotta list. You can't just write it off. Um, he also discussed the other thing um, was his plan with long term deals because uh, he yeah. was asked about Alex Alex Velasic, who uh, he's an RFA this year, correct? Yes, because he's only twenty two. Um, 
22? Yeah. So he was just talking about how great um, Alex Velasquez played this year. He's been dynamite. He's set up, and he's had a hell of a year, really happy with his progression. Um, then he was asked about long-term or deal for him, and he said, you definitely wait for sure. You want to be sure, though, right? The salary cap is pretty unforgiving. Uh, so if you're going to go long-term, you want to make sure that you're giving the contract that's going to work out and not hamstring you anywhere and hold you back. But he's had a great season, giving us a lot of confidence that he's going to be moving forward. So, I mean, what has he not said that, like, does not give you confidence in this GM and this plan? Like, like, I know the whole Jeremy hated Bowman, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, it's night and fucking day, like, between Bowman and him. Like, the confidence that... Kyle Davidson had to come in here, tear everything down, stick to his guns. This is the way we're going. And this is how it's going to be. And not flip-flopping just because Bedard was drafted. Right. Not all of a sudden, hey, like we're playoff. We have to go playoffs like right now. Because you remember like last year, Bowman, like the before, like the whole like um, Seth Jones, Marc-Andre Fleury and all those moves. He wanted the media tour around Chicago. You know, we're not calling a rebuild. We're retooling. You know, we're going to, you know, we're going to focus on the future. And yeah. then three months later, he's trading away first round draft picks for Seth Jones. He's bringing in Mark Andre Fleury, Tyler Johnson, all that kind of stuff. It's like, it's like he had no backbone to stick to what a plan was. And I, I, I just, I fucking love Kyle Davidson and what he's doing. Like, it's just, yeah. It's crazy to have confidence in your GM and not have to be like, oh, what's this fucking moron doing? Yeah, I mean, Kyle from Chicago has been doing it right since he stepped in. As Absolutely. much as it upset me to get rid of Debrinket and Doc, like putting us on this path to our future has been pretty huge. It was one of those things like heat of the moment. It was like, fuck. But then it's yeah. like, okay, step back, bigger picture. And then you see that picture becoming clear and what it's turned into. I'm, okay. Okay. Yeah. You, you got us. Um, but yeah, <laughs> anything else you want to talk about with that? Uh, no, not really. I think it's, it's, I like that he has made these signings to show that like, we're not just getting rid of every valuable piece that we have in order to like maximize our draft assets and that he's looking now it's the culture building, right? It's yes. having the guys like Felino and Dickinson who are leaders in the locker room, leaders on the ice, and just like having, making sure that they're around for at least the next few years to like show the young guys, like this is the way that you need to play, especially because like they come from two different like style or not styles, but like backgrounds, right? Like Dickinson's having a great year for like the first time in his career and he still wants to stay here, right? Like yeah. he's not, he's not asking to be traded to go like compete for a cup. Like he wants to, he wants to be here. He wants to contribute here. And Felino like has had success on other teams. He's been to the playoffs and he's had a, a pretty lengthy career that's been pretty successful. I would say, like, because of who he is. Like he's he's a good guy. And him wanting to be here as well and be a part of what what they're building and be a, a, like a leader for it. Like it really is just a good culture that they're building in the locker room with those two guys. It's, it, it says a lot too, because he could easily be going cup chasing. Yeah. And like, he's deciding yeah. to be here. I always I always love the fact that like sometimes they'll ask about like he or like he'll bring up the fact that he was on Boston last year. 
Yeah. And he'd still just be like, hey, it doesn't matter if you win all the games that you can in the regular season. Like, we still won the same amount of games. Like, I we know. still won the same amount of playoff series as the Hawks did last year. So, yeah. <laughs> so that right there's when I, he he won my heart. Right yeah, there. Yeah, that. so good. Oh, I love it. Oh, shit. All right. Let's uh, real quick. We'll do NHL talk. We've uh, we went pretty long here, but hey, a lot of good stuff to talk about. Um, right. Speaking of former Blackhawks, Mark Andre Fleury picked up. Um, what was it? 552? 552. 552. He's now second all-time um, in wins in NHL history, passing Patrick Waugh. Um, the kid, the kid, the guy, he is just so fucking modest. Even he was just like, when he was asked if he ever thought he'd be this, he's like, I was just happy to play in the NHL. Like, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. So congrats to him. Um, Elvis Merzlikin. Merzlikins. Merzlikins uh, has requested a trade out of Columbus and is getting zero interest uh, from the rest of the league. He's making $5.4 million for three more years. Uh, has not been playing very good, and it's 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 one of those things. It's like in order to get trade, you have to play well, but he's not playing, so he can't show that he can play well. Yeah, he's yeah. in the third string down there. He played recently. He got a dub, um, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I really needed that one." It's like, "All right, man." <laughs> yeah, like, I feel like very, I feel like you've had plenty of chances. Like they they angry. went with you over Corpusalo, like. I was was saying like it'd be really funny if they traded him straight up for Corpusalo in Ottawa. Just like it would we'll, be funny we'll, if they we... just trade him to Ottawa, so it's him and Corpusalo and they oh. do that battle all over again. They, they bring back Anton Forsberg. <laughs> <laughs> all the used Columbus goalies go to Ottawa. The full circle moment. Oh my God. Oh shit. Um. Couple injuries. Patrick Kane is out for at least the next few games uh, with Detroit. Uh, he suffered a lower body injury, which thankfully it doesn't look like it's going to be his hip. Um, yeah. Old man. Old man. <laughs> um, that was a, a big worry for a lot of people um, when they saw it because he went down a couple times and I was looking and I was like, fuck, that, that possibly is going to be his hip. Um, it's crazy because like he's not usually – one that gets his get in gets into position of like getting hit like that. Like he's always been kind of sh- kind of shifty and like not like getting bodied that much. I don't know. It's crazy that it happened twice in one game. Yeah. Um. And then Jack Eichel out week to week after having lower body surgery. So, what big name free or players going to Vegas this year? Um, let's see. Stamkos is off the board. Um, yeah, that's what they say. Said that he is not being traded. That's fine. We'll sign him in the off season. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't, we didn't need to trade for him anyway. We're just waiting for the, for them to not sign him in the off season. Uh, who is going to be traded? Uh, Jake Gensel. Pittsburgh's. Ooh. Possibly looking to move him, depending on where they are at the trade deadline. Do you see some? Um, did you see this comments about EK sixty five? No, they were asking about like uh, their, their struggles in overtime with three on three, and he just goes, "I have my opinions, but I'm going to keep those to myself." And everybody's like, "Hey, you go back to fucking San Jose if you want." <laughs> <laughs> 
So Jeez. grass is not always greener on the other side of the country. Um, <laughs> last and not and not uh, certainly not least, the All Star jersey reveal. Oh yeah. Ah, oh. those are pretty 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 jerseys. Hey, they're they're jerseys, well, all right. There's their jerseys. jerseys. I, I cannot stand it. I think I it's time that they stopped letting Justin Bieber try to be part of hockey. Hey man, if they're trying to attract like new viewers and stuff, like I get it. I think you're giving it, them too I, much. It's, it's, is it just I just feel old at this point, and I'm like, this isn't for me. <laughs> no, there's they no, don't. there's no shot. The best thing I saw was somebody compared it to the Dorito bags. Yeah, that was. Oh no no, um, what was it? Zenaida Dice's wife uh-huh. said it was the crayons from like the nineties. Oh, it's <laughs> uh, the greatest thing ever. Oh yeah, the Doritos. Oh okay, yeah, that's pretty perfect. But, Man, yeah, and and then today they there was a leak. The Panthers had a pre-sale link, or I don't know if it's legit or not, but for like player name jerseys and. The name bar is below the numbers. And yeah, it's like it looks like lowercase Comic Sans font. It's just, and I had a feeling when they re- when they showed the jerseys because it said below the numbers All Star, and I was like, please, that's don't yeah. that, don't have that be the nameplate. And yeah, and it's all lowercase, which is weird. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> kids, you, uh... kids these days. They don't learn cursive, and apparently they don't learn how to capitalize and get letters anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Bedard breaking his jaw might be a curse or uh, a blessing in disguise. So he's going to wear that god-awful jersey. I mean, yeah, that's that would be a really awful first all-star jersey for him. Yeah, because I was like, Jason we were talking Dickinson. about it. And I'm like, I can't wait to buy it. Like, I'm like, I might buy this Bedard all-star jersey. And then I saw that, and I'm like, oh, thank God he's not playing. Um, but yeah, <laughs> fancy draft for that too. That's going to probably be the most interesting thing. The whole change in format for the all yeah, competition. Wait. I can't wait. Um, it's only 12 players this time, it's not every single player for the skills competition. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I know that. Yeah, so that's cool. Um, so it's a little bit but more for the fantasy actual fantasy draft is going to be pretty neat. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Um, and then the last, they announced that there's going to be a three-on-three from the PWHL uh, on All-Star oh, okay. Thursday. That's so, pretty neat. Yeah. They, that's all I got. Yeah, I mean, I've, seen, I've been seeing highlights from the girls' league. It's, it looks pretty cool. Uh, it's been very hit or miss. I mean, there's been they, stuff that I've been... also been dropping bodies. Man, there was a highlight the other day, and I can't remember who it was, but this girl just drove to the net and ran somebody over. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> For a non-contact league, there's a lot of fucking contact. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's exciting. I hope that it, it like works out well. Because um, it should. I think it'd be cool. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I like that the NHL is showcasing them during the uh, all-star weekend because it is, I think it is like pretty important, especially for like young girls that want to play hockey, like to 100%. show them that like there's going to, they're working, they're trying to build this league. And I think now that they have a good idea and like having them with actual locations, 
they just gotta like I don't know. They have a whole season to work on those jerseys. Their goalies have the sickest setups, though. Do they? Yeah, they do. They they have the, the, all those girls have nasty like bad setups. Do they? I gotta look at those up then. Yeah, there was like I saw like an Instagram post that just showed like all of their their looks, and I was like, damn, <laughs> <laughs> I got it. As <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, like the jerseys just need to get better, man. Yeah, 100%. I mean, actually get mascots and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I just I think it's all just like slowly working its way because right, you don't want to like break the bank on all this like stuff that doesn't really matter. Make sure, for, like, yeah, make play. sure this is gonna last more than a season and mm-hmm. yeah, slow and steady. Um, all right, episode two fifty nine. What do you want to call it? Uh, it's either expansion season or no, not expansion season. Sorry, uh, extension season or culture building. Let's go expansion season. It's, it's extension season, sir. Or extension <laughs> season. You fucked me because up there. God. I know. <laughs> because, hey, you get an extension. You get an extension. Here comes Mrazic with the extension. Then we can start, te- like, Vlasic's the next one. And then it's uh, Reichel's the next one after that. And, hey, what's going to be cheap? Hey, that's fine. That's fine. Like it's it's gonna be the prove it deal. Mm-hmm. Prove it or get uh, the fuck out. Go back to Germany. Yeah, man. Oh man, the Hawks have so oh, I mean, obviously because it's a fucking AHL squad right now, but they have a lot of RFAs. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if Zaitsev would have any kind of market for him at the trade deadline. Zaitsev at two point seven five though, or two point two five is not. That is that great. that retained or? Yeah, like he's at four point five right now. So two point two five. Two point yeah, two point two five. No, what do you need? A team needs a ninth offenseman, maybe. But yeah, he's been playing well with uh Korchinski, but I don't know. Anyway, that's all I got. Episode two fifty nine, it's extension season. They almost said it again. Um, make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast feed, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, are the two big ones. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube. Um, we we broke the hundred subscriber mark this past week in part of the Connor Bedard giveaway. Hey, um, that was a lot of fun. A lot of that was really cool. We're, we're definitely gonna look into more giveaways to do. I think that was definitely worth it. Yeah. Um, subscribe people, to the YouTube. People like like the Bedard stuff. They like free shit. Yeah. And I was talking with a guy that won a little bit, and his he's given to his kid. His kid is so excited. Nice. He's like he he doesn't he's like hey, he doesn't know where he's gonna put it. If he's gonna put it in his room or if he's gonna put it with like our hockey stuff in the basement. He's just he's just so excited. And I'm like, that's awesome. That's awesome. Hell yeah, yeah. dude. So um, all right, um, yeah, social media WC podcast, uh, THPN DraftKings promo code, and yeah, we will we'll see you on the next one. All right, bye, boys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the WCV podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast. To connect with Jerem and Tanner, check out the boys at WCV podcast on all social media. We'll see you next time.